You're listening to Tarot Talk, and I'm your host, Holly Ramey. I'm going to serve you some practical magic and give you tips and tools to bring the mystical into your everyday life. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode number 32 of Tarot Talk. I'm your host, Holly Ramey, and I'm super excited to be sitting down today with Jill Silberstein. She is a modern witch and just an amazing practitioner of energy work. She is a doula. She's an herbalist, um, a producer, and so many other things. Welcome, Jill. Thank you, Holly. Hi, everybody. I'm so excited to be here. So I thought uh, you could just introduce yourself to the listener. Um, You do many things. But um, yeah, just give them an idea of what you're doing now and how you came to find uh, the work that you're doing. Sure. So I am a polarity practitioner here in LA, um, and I'm certified as an APP, which is just one level of polarity practitioners. Um, And I'm studying and working towards getting my RPP, which is a higher certification. So I'm currently taking classes um, in cranial sacral and other um, communication classes um, to further my skills. Um, I also am a producer. I work in advertising here in LA. Um, and, um, that's my day job. Um, but I also do the energetic healing, um, whenever I can. And, um, my road to this has been interesting. Um, it started when I was a little girl actually. And, um, I was drawn to, birth and and playing baby doctor with my friends like we would stuff pillows under each other's shirts and use our hair instruments as our our hair uh clips as like pretend instruments and stuff you know nothing crazy but we just pretended um and and that kind of attracted me always to birth and mothers and healing ever since I was little Um, and you know, in high school, I took anatomy and biology classes. And then in college, I took women's studies classes and, and I also studied art history and production. So I've always had these two interests. Um, and, and then when I moved to New York after school, I started working in advertising and I was still drawn to birth work and just like was curious about it would go to lectures and then I saw the business of being born um which is a film created by Ricky Lake and Abby Epstein um really powerful documentary and um just showcased what went on in hospitals and c-section rates and really just kind of opened my eyes to what really was going on um And that really piqued my curiosity and and interest in the birth world. Um, I then started reading books and and actually even went to the farm to do an assistant midwifery workshop with Ina Mae Gaskin, um, who is pretty much like the grandmother, one of the grandmothers of midwifery 
in this country. Her story is really interesting. Um, she's written a few books. And when I came back to New York, I was still working in advertising, actually at an agency called Mother. So I couldn't escape me even, even on the production advertising side. But um, I came back to New York and I did the doula training. I became a doula, volunteered up in the Bronx. I joined Carriage House Birth. I think that's how we met each other was through Rebecca. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Um, And I just started attending births and I really saw firsthand what was going on, all the injustices in the hospitals, you know, interventions, just, I saw some pretty crazy stuff. Um, And, you know, I also attended home births, which were beautiful in their own right. Um, And, you know, I just kept showing up and supporting and learning um, and witnessing. And and then I got into herbal medicine through a doula friend. And I studied with Robin Rose Bennett, um, who's a really amazing herbalist and green witch. She's based in New Jersey. And I did a three-year herbal apprenticeship with her. Um, we met like once a month and did circles. That's where I learned how to do circles and um, learned about all sorts of medicine, herbal medicine. Um, and, you know, I was still working in advertising. I was still doing. And, um, and I started going to therapy, just working through some old trauma stuff. And um, my therapist at the time was also a polarity practitioner. Mm-hmm. So we would talk for 30 minutes and then she would put me on the table and, you know, I was getting like massage and some energy work here and there, but nothing like this where we talked, I was like super vulnerable. We talked about what was going on. Then she put me on the table and, and what she was doing was, you know, she'd only do a few moves because it was only like the remainder of the session. So 20 or 30 minutes, but I felt so much processing and energetic waves and just everything that we just talked about just kind of became so much clearer to me, even though I was laying on the table and her hands were like under my head or, you know, under my feet or something. Um, And I just really felt like that work helped me move through a lot of trauma and stuff that I was working through in therapy so much faster. Um, and so then my therapist started doing trainings and, um, I was like, not, I can't do one more thing. She's like, no, I think you should come to this training. And I was like, okay. So I went and of course, um, then I got hooked and, um, that was back in 2011 and I've been doing workshops ever since and offering sessions and, um, you know, I had a space in Nashville and then here in LA, I've tried a few different spaces here. Um, and I offered sessions up at spirit weavers, which was amazing to be on, to be in the healing village there. Um, and I just continued to learn and hone my skills and offer and, um, you know, and just hope to heal as much as I can. Um, and, um, so yeah, that's where I am today. Um, you know, it's been a tricky time. 2020 is 
unprecedented. So I've been offering a lot of distance sessions um, and yeah, getting back into the doula world, volunteering with an organization here in LA. Um, And as far as the herbal medicine goes, I really just use it personally um, and will make medicine for my friends. Um, But all of these different modalities has, I think, shaped me into a pretty unique healer. Um, and especially for women that are going through motherhood, um, it's been a really beautiful journey. I love that. I love how many different avenues you've taken, um, to kind of get to where you are now. And how you like simultaneously have done it while still being this like successful career woman. Um, It's pretty badass. (laughs) Well, it's funny. I always joke like when I was um, really doing a lot of doula work, they're like, wow, like it's so interesting that you produce and then you also do doula work. And I'm like, well, it's kind of the same like like procedure or like what's the word it's kind of the same like I don't know I'm blanking on the word but basically space in the same way yeah you I hold space in the same way because it's like the prenatals are like pre-production right you're prepping for this main day you're either prepping for a birth or you're prepping for a shoot Mm. and then postpartum or post-production it's like okay well we did the main thing now let's either let's like help you become a better mom and, and set you up for success or with the production stuff. It's like, okay, we have the footage. Let's make it the best that we can, you know? So it's kind of the same procedure. It's just different skills. Um, like on the shoot, you have certain skills as a producer and at the birth, you have certain skills as a doula, but you need to have endurance for both. You need to be able to drop in and be present for both. Like, it's kind of, they kind of mirror each other, which is really interesting. And that's why I think I'm good at both because I'm naturally good at doing that. So it's just like learn different skills and apply. Very cool. So I just did um, a craniosacral session with you via distance. Mm -hmm. Super cool. It was totally not what I had expected. So when I do distance Reiki, you know, it's, um, it is energy moving through time and space and there are no time and space limitations. And so it's this really amazing transference that's able to happen, even though I'm here in Nashville and you're out there in LA. Um, And when you were guiding me through it, it was like you were really specifically giving me these cues. I think I'm like skipping ahead a little bit, but we'll go back (laughs) in a minute. But like, how do you, now that you're doing all of your sessions via Zoom, how do you really like, how are you able to tune in? Um, for me with Reiki, it's a very specific process. Like I draw a distance symbol that opens a channel between us. Uh-huh. Um, it's, how does that, how do you kind of like find me <laughs> through right. time and space? Well, to- yeah. I mean, I, I think I also tune in, right? So I, 
have to do a lot of work myself to be clear. So I just want to say that and, and honor that, that I resource a lot of other support um, to be clear and present for others. So if that's relying on tarot or, you know, you know, having different mentors and coaches in my life to make sure that I am clear and centered and I'm not bringing my crap to you, right? That's a big thing even before I walk up to my computer, right? Mm -hmm. Like this morning I did Kundalini and I did a dance class. Like I wanted to be super clear and present for you and get rid of and clear everything out. So I just want to start by saying that, um, that I come, I, that I've learned that I have to fill my cup in order to show up for others. Mm-hmm. And when I sit down, I basically tune in. I feel my feet on the ground. I set my fulcrums, which we learn in craniosacral, right? We bring awareness to our fourth ventricle, our midline, our sacrum. We tune into the earth and up into the heavens. I honor you in the space between us. And I honor your innate intelligence. So right there, it's like I'm acknowledging myself connected to the earth and in between the heavens. And I see you over there. Mm -hmm. And then I just basically put my hands up, close my eyes. And I try and tap into your field. So I'll say, okay, I'm, you know, I invite you in. I'm listening. I'm honoring your system. I see your system and I'm here to receive it and help it process. It's hard to explain. I don't know. I, this is what I do. And it just kind of, then I started to feel your cranial rhythm. So what does that mean? I started to feel pulsation between my hands you know, some would say, well, isn't that, isn't that just your blood pressure? Or isn't that just you feeling so? I don't think so because it changes with everybody. Sometimes my hands get really sweaty. Sometimes my hand starts tingling. Sometimes I need to scoot my chair way back to let your system come in. Mm. Right. Like you are very clear and powerful in your own right. So I had to back up pretty far. You kept saying, exactly. Yeah. So I had to back up and then I slowly started to come in a little bit. And, you know, I was playing with where my hands were on your body. Um, so yeah, that's how I tune in and it seems to work. It works yeah. the entire time. Um, so let's back up for the listeners that have never heard of polarity or okay. sacral and just um, get really basic on what these types of healing are. Um, sure. Any like basic info you have on that. Sure. So let me start off by saying that energetic body work can mean a lot of different things. Um, the overall premise is that you are made of energy, right? You have an electrical impulse in your heart and there's energy that flows in your system. You maybe you've heard of the term aura, like, Oh, you have a bright aura or whatever. That's like the energy around your system and within your system. And you can sometimes take photos of your aura, right? And get different colors. Then there's different types of energetic modalities to help process the energy, right? So there's Reiki, which is what you do. Um, You know, there's 
types of movement that help with energy, yoga, right? And then there's cranial sacral therapy, which believes that there's the there's energy in your cranial sacral fluid, which runs from your inside your brain down your spinal cord, down, down your spinal cord and back up, connecting your sacrum up to your, your head. Um, and then there's polarity, which is another one. Um, and in polarity, the belief is that there is a positive and negative pole in your system and energy flows up and down cross body and spiral and it flows between these poles and there's these different positive and negative uh poles all throughout your system right in your hands like they just are mimicked and mirrored all over um and so in polarity you're just trying to clear the blockages so the energy can flow and when energy flows you are a vital being right you can fully be your full self and step into your power. Um, same thing with cranial sacral. If your fluid is moving in a really fluid way, then you're able to function fully. If there are blockages or if like something is tweaked and it's like a dam, right? In a river. Like if there's something that's tweaked, it doesn't flow as well as if there were no rocks or right. It flows very fluidly. Um, you'll have to say more about Reiki because I haven't touched on Reiki yet, but, um, yeah, so I think there's a, there's so many different modalities. Those polarity and cranial sacral are the two that I've been studying and have been, um, practicing. Um, but yeah, does that answer that? Yeah. Yeah. I was just wanting like what these practices are and how they kind of work. And it, you know, it does sound similar to Reiki in a way. Um, because in Reiki, we look at the chakra system as the energy centers. And if they're, if they're running smoothly and the energy is kind of moving through, or if that energy feels slow or stagnant or, you know, too fast or what we call rajasic and, you know, like you were saying, if the energy is like dammed up in a river, you know, it finds ways to get around the dam, but it's not flowing at like its full capacity. And it's like the same thing with the chakras. Like if I see, you know, one chakra is working really slowly, then the chakra above it might work overwork to keep things moving. And so like the system gets misaligned in some way. And so we're always trying to like find that balance. Yeah full flow of the energy um we call it prana in yoga right in in reiki you call it ki or you know in chinese medicine they call it what do they call it in chinese medicine chi chi yeah chi reiki is ki and then chinese is chi yeah um so yeah it's like all about that like balance so Mm -hmm. When we do Reiki, sometimes it's like the chakras can feel um, like we're working on different layers of the aura, like the physical body, the mental body, the emotional body, the spiritual body. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you do the same thing in in this modality? Do you feel like it can kind of, when you clear and you get these, this energy moving, can it affect like all these different? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, you know, 
when I, um, so when I give sessions, I'll, I'll tell people like during this session, you'll, you might feel waves of energy. You might see colors, you might have random thoughts that come up. Um, and that's all good. That's all what we want. We, that's your system communicating to us. So afterwards we'll say like, Oh, how was that for you? They'll, you know, they'll say, Oh, I saw yellow. And then I thought of this monster truck or something like that. And then, you know, we'll, we'll kind of relate it back to a memory or something will come up related to what happened during the session. Um, yeah. And I think the work is so subtle. Um, and it, and it is a nervous system reset. So like if you're in your head a lot, the, the hope is to drop into your body some more so that your mind can relax and that your subconscious can speak the truth to those thoughts in your mind. Right. So it could be physical, like, Oh, I don't have pain in my shoulder anymore. It could be spiritual, like, Oh, I have clarity on this or mental same thing. Um, so yeah, I think it's on a lot of different levels. Um, I can't explain it. I know it just happens. Yeah, totally. When, um, you mentioned that like you found clarity through your therapist, Uh how, when someone is working with you, like, is it generally physical stuff that brings them in? Um, like they are actually coming in for craniosacral because they're actually having and mm-hmm. misalignments in their spine or like for me, like I know that I've had lots of misalignments in my sacral from mm-hmm. being a dancer and a yogi. Um, or do people tend to come in for more of that spiritual connection or is it a mix? I think it's a mix for sure. I definitely think it's a mix. Like sometimes people come in cause they're just feeling off or maybe low energy. Um, and you know, in polarity, we relate different, um, behaviors to the elements. So if a client comes in and says, oh, I'm just so tired, I can't, everything I do, I just am like so sluggish. I'm going to say, oh, it sounds like the earth energy of all of your energies, earth, air, fire, water, ether, seems like it's taking over. So let's do an earth protocol and see what happens, right? Um, Someone that's in their head a lot and is maybe aggressive too. um, They're like, oh, I just keep, lashing out at people. I can't stop thinking. I can't sleep. It's like, okay, well, seems like that could be, be like air and fire. Let's do an air and fire protocol and see what comes up for you, you know? And sometimes when it's more behavior like that, you, the shift will happen days, weeks later, not necessarily right afterwards. So, um, you know, it's just like, you're just trying to evaluate what the client's issues are and what they're presenting and then visually looking at their body. Are there, are there, is there structure straight? Can you do any manual manipulations to like try and straighten it out so that the energy can flow? Um, do they have a pain somewhere that you can maybe alleviate to let the energy flow? Um, yeah. Cool. So cool. 
is there like, so the one thing that I didn't expect that was really cool is that you like walked me through the session, like as if you were actually putting your hands on my body and like doing all of that. Like I'm going to place my hand on the occipital ridge and then below the sacrum and I'm going to traction and I'm going to do this. So I know when you're doing these sessions in person that you're actually doing this physical manipulation. Mm -hmm. Um, can you talk a little bit about like the difference between the actual physical manipulation that you're doing and how that works and the energy and you're kind of doing them both at the same time, like physical body work and energy work, right? Right. So in person, I will do certain movements to like loosen up the fascia, right? The muscles and stuff. And then I'll do something and then I'll hold my hands either on that area or above to see what happens, right? So it's it's really like a lot of investigative work. Like, okay, let me shake the shoulders. That's an air move, right? You're just like, uh, just like releasing the shoulder tension. Everyone has tension in their shoulders. If you don't, like, that's amazing. But everybody is, most people have tension in their shoulders. So if you don't email us, we want yeah, to exactly. <laughs> I did that on you. I shook your shoulders and then I just held my hands there to kind of wake it up and then say, okay, energy, what's going on? Like, what can I feel? What do you want to tell me kind of thing? Um, So I think it's a mixture of both and definitely towards the end of the session, there's definitely more um, because your body is open, right? There's definitely more energy flow. And I just kind of go around the system and just feel the pulsations between my hands. Um, and just, that's usually when the clients say that they drop in and they just, it's almost like a sleep state, um, but they, sometimes they fall asleep and they start snoring, but um Sometimes they, when they get off the table, they're like, whoa, that was crazy. (laughs) You know? Yeah. I felt like I dropped in pretty quickly, almost Mm -hmm. immediately. um, Felt that energy flowing really strongly through my body. And then when you started going through the movements that you were doing with your hands, I just kind of imagined that you, I was like laying on a table and you were doing them with me. Immediately, I felt all this energy around my crown. And then I saw this image of a lion, mm-hmm. like out of nowhere. I also saw lots of purple light. Um, are you pulling out that wild unknown card, girl? Because you know that's what I was thinking too. Well, you know this. I just pulled cards before our session and I pulled the strength card, which is a lion. That's so crazy. Yeah. I just wanted to tell you that. I didn't tell you that before. But um, but that's what I thought about too, was that tarot card. Um, and I also saw lots of purple light while you were working, a lot of tingling sensation. And these are all normal things that I would feel during an energy session. Uh-huh. But what's really different about this one is I felt actually a lot of physical release. So mm-hmm. like a muscle would twinge and then kind of like let go. Mm-hmm. And that was really interesting because that's something that I usually don't experience, like, unless I'm doing some kind of, like, restorative yoga. 
Mm-hmm. And it's been lying in a posture for quite some time. Mm-hmm. So it was really cool because it was like what maybe would take me, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes of lying in a posture to get that release. I felt like we were doing in like mere moments of just mm-hmm. like, hey, I'm going to place my hand in your jaw or on your jaw. And then it was just like my left hip just like twinged and then released. So mm-hmm. that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's really powerful work. And especially, I just want to talk about distant sessions for a second. Like you said, like when we tuned in and then, you know, I checked in with you and you said that you saw the lion and your tension in your neck and your jaw. And then I I just kind of moved around your system and it, I talked through what I was doing as if I was with you in person, right? Like releasing your jaw, hold, doing a neck cradle, doing a head cradle, going around your cranial bones and releasing them and, and talking through. And, you know, my eyes are closed and I'm moving my hands in, in the air as if my hands are on your head. And just really with very strong intention, with a gentle touch, manipulating the bones and checking in with you and then, you know, moving down to your sacrum, grounding you there, moving my hand around, you know, and then, and then at the end I was rocking your dural tube with my hand under your occiput and my other hand under your sacrum. And at that point, both of us were like, it feels like we're floating on water, you know? And like, you can't make this up. You're like, I'm sitting here rocking like water. My eyes are closed. I say, Holly, how is this for you? And you say, it feels like I'm floating on water. Like my eyes were closed too. So I was closed too. So it's like, you know, again, I was a huge skeptic of distant work. And when I started doing it and feeling it and, um, you know, it's like, I can't deny it that it works. It's, it's pretty cool. Um, it's pretty cool work. It is really amazing. I remember when I was going to do my Reiki level two, and that's the level that you learn how to give Reiki via distance. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wasn't feeling like super connected to the symbols. I just wasn't sure like how mm-hmm. it work. It felt so strange. And I remember um, my teacher told me that like the few weeks before we started, she was going to start... Um, preparing us and sending us some symbols and for like weeks every night before I went to bed I would feel this like crazy tingling in my crown and I would text her the next morning and be like did you do something last night and she'd be like oh yeah I sent you the symbols so that's when I really started being like this wasn't like I didn't know she was gonna do that at what time when I felt it and I knew it the minute it started and yeah that's just magic you know that's just you can't explain it yeah so cool um okay so I wanted to talk a little bit just about like like craniosacral it's so interesting to me because like in yoga and in chakra work like we talk about this like deep connection between the throat chakra and the second chakra which is second is the sacrum right the sacral bowl mm-hmm. those are like our emotional center mm-hmm. and then the fifth chakra is the throat right which is like you know the back of the head the neck the shoulders um 
And so craniosacral, it's like, those are the two areas that you're working with. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was just wondering if you could talk a little bit about that connection and like, why is it the head? Mm -hmm. Right. Well, so basically there's, there's a space in the middle of your brain called the fourth ventricle. And there's, it's basically like a, I don't want to say a hole, but like, just like a void. And there's, that's where all your glands are. And that's where the cranial sacral fluid uh, is. And then it goes down your, your uh, spinal column, your spinal cord, and and it flows down to your sacrum and back up. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like two ends of the spectrum, right? It's like, well, one is at the head and one's at the tail. You know, when you hold a baby, you hold a baby under their head and their butt. Yeah. <laughs> it's the most solid spot on their, in their, bo- on their little bodies. So they don't squiggle out of your hands. And that still holds true as an adult, right? So those are the two points where this fluid runs top and bottom it's just like two, two centers that, uh, that are just like grounding, I'm going to say. Um, so yeah. it's literally like scientifically, like, yeah. like, or uh, not scientifically, but like anatomically, this is the space from this spot in the brain to this spot in the sacrum where yeah. the fluid actually moves in our bodies. Exactly. And what you're doing is like manipulating these areas in a way, both physically and energetically to help that fluid. Exactly. A hundred percent. I'm relating that to the connection that, that we kind of talk about in yoga in the second chakra and the throat and like, I feel those connections too. Like when you were working on my jaw, I was feeling it so much in my hips. Right. And, and um, a couple of podcasts ago, I had um, Usha Anandi, this girl who has um, a business called Womb and Wellness, uh, mm-hmm. Wellness, but spelled like womb. And uh, she was talking a lot about that connection as well and how like um, the actual throat, like the larynx, mimic mm-hmm. the cervix and like what it actually looks like mm-hmm. physically and anatomically mm-hmm. um so I just thought that was really interesting it's like one of those connections that keeps coming up over and over again in, in no matter what modality I'm looking at mm-hmm. um and also how cool it was that I was able to feel it physically when you were walking mm-hmm. on one area and then feeling that release in the mm-hmm. upper area I wanted to talk a little bit about the cards too. Yeah. You said that you pulled the cards right before this and then you pulled the strength card. I saw the lion. So what, um, what else did you pull today? <laughs> yeah, exactly. um, well, it's been interesting because as I was talking about resourcing before, I just recently went through a breakup a few weeks ago and I've been, you know, pulling cards just to help me understand my emotions. <laughs> And, um, it was just like, almost like laughable. Every, every card, uh, pull that I was getting, I, I wrote some down. Um, but today I pulled the mother of pentacles, um, 10 of pentacles strength. And then I pulled the wheel of fortune. Wow. Lots of 
earth energy coming through. Mm -hmm. I need it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it was interesting. Like during the breakout, I was pulling like eight of cups Mm -hmm. and like seven of swords and um, seven of wands and like... Uh, the devil card was an interesting one and like the hanged man and just like just let go nothing good remains for you here like lift your eyes to the horizon and move on and then once I started to let go all of these beautiful cards started coming in like the sun two of cups the world like just you know it's just you can't, you know, you just have to laugh at some of these pulls because it's like, yeah, I know you're right. Like just listen to the cards. And if for the listeners listening, um, all those cards you mentioned that you were pulling when you were like going through a breakup and a tough time, it's like eight of cups. That's a card that's just like asking us to walk away from things that aren't emotionally fulfilling. You were pulling the sevens. The sevens are about seeing through illusions. Mm-hmm. Um, often the ones we create in our own mind. Hanged man is a card about release and surrender. Um all these cards. That's why I love the tarot so much because mm-hmm. they can offer us this guidance that um, it's like our, it's in our blind spots. You know, it's like what we, the places where we are in our shadow, where we mm-hmm. don't look. You know, it's what we want to kind of like hide from a little bit. Um, oh, and the devil, the devil. <laughs> what we bind ourselves to uh, for a false sense of ease or security. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's funny too, like, you know, when you talk to your friends after a breakup, they're like, you know, holding space and they're for you. But like, none of my friends would ever say, all right, just let go and just move on. You know, like they're just witnessing me and, and, you know, they're being supportive, but like the tarot will just slap you and say, wake up let go and move on. And like, it's so nice to like, just hear, like, at least for me to just hear the truth in my face, even though maybe tears were streaming down my cheeks. It's like, and I had to hear it over and over and over again until I'm like, okay, got it. There's the best meme out there. And it's like an Oracle deck. And it's like a picture of the woman from Harry Potter with the glasses who like reads the crystal ball and she's Mm -hmm. just like saying something about like love and light. And then it's like my tarot deck and it's a picture of like Whoopi Goldberg and she's like in the movie Ghost and she's like, you're in danger, girl. (laughs) She's like, the deck is just like, you're going through transformations of love and light and your tarot deck's like, get the fuck out of there. Right. Exactly. I love that. It's just like, you're right. It's hard when you're in relationship or in a friendship because you're right. Like not many of your friends are going to be like, listen, you're being a codependent baby. (laughs) No, and all my friends have been so supportive and there for me and, and I love all my friends. So they, you know, but 
I am pretty stubborn and I sat in sadness, I think a little bit too much. Um, and, um, I'm going to honor that feeling and not be critical of myself, but, um, you know, I moved through it and I, I really, I really reconnected with tarot in the past few weeks. So, um, um deck do you use? I use, um, Kim Karn's deck. Yeah. The wild unknown. Wild unknown. Yeah. Sorry. I couldn't remember the name. I just started using that again too, after like taking a long break from it and I'm like reconnecting with it again. I love it. Yeah. If you, do you have like a card right now that you feel really drawn to that you've been either like seeing in a lot of your pulls or just like maybe a card that represents like this season or time in your life? Yeah, for sure. I've been pulling the sun a lot. Um, and it just reminds me to be bright and and stand in the light and get outside and also just encouraging me to get outside um because it's so healing and um yeah i've just been relating to the sun card a lot yeah i love that card i also think a lot about um i've been thinking a lot about this too that like the sun card has this baby on it, right? Like sitting on a horse in the rider weight anyway. Okay. Um, in the Kim Kranz, it's just a big, bright sun. Yeah. Um, but in the rider weight, there's like this baby and he's sitting on a horse and there's all these sunflowers behind him. And I think about the, the joy, you know, like of a child, like the young innocence of like just pure light. Mm. Um, and how, like, especially now during this time, like, our joy is really revolutionary, you know? <laughs> like, it's, like, to find and sit in our joy mm-hmm. without shame or guilt or any mm-hmm. of that is, like, truly, I think, revolutionary. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, and that's what's been getting me through, too. It's, like, just one being in stillness and two just asking the simple question, like, what brings me joy? you know, and like going to play golf. Like I love playing golf now and I'm outside and it's fun and it's a game. And, um, yeah. So just reconnecting with joy, um, for myself and not for like others. Yeah. Fully like just receptivity Mm -hmm. pleasure. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you so much. Um, is there anything before we start to close? Um, is there anything that you wanted to like share with the listeners in regards to your work and like how they can find you, what you're really focusing on right now? Yeah. That stuff? Sure. Yeah. I would love to work with any of your listeners. Um, they can find me. Um, my website is seeyatomorrow.biz. And um, there's a calendar on there if people wanted to book a session. Um, right now, I'm offering a special for distant healing, um, $60 an hour. Uh, so that's a really good rate for distant healing um, right now. And I just want to offer healing to everybody and anybody that's looking for it. Um, And I also offer sessions at sliding scale if 
if the $60 is too much. Um, so I, honestly, I just want to help anybody that I can. Um, and yeah, you can find me on there and, um, that will link you to my doula website and my polarity site, which is called herelittlebirdie.com. But you can link through seeyoutomorrow.biz and read all about me. Cool. All right. And then also I was going to ask you, um, do you have any recommendations if anyone is um, just interested in like looking more into polarity as like wanting to learn more about it? Are there any like books or teachers that you recommend? Absolutely. Yeah. Especially right now, because there's a lot of classes being offered online through Zoom. Um, so the school that I go to is called Life Energy Institute at IBSB. It was two schools that just combined. Um, and my favorite teacher in the whole world is Gary Strauss. And he offers all sorts of, of classes on polarity and cranial sacral and all sorts of stuff. And a lot of his classes are on Zoom. Um, so it's just been amazing uh, to take classes, especially during quarantine and, and whatnot. Um, so Life Energy Institute. Um, and if you're looking for a polarity practitioner in your area, you can go to um, the American Polarity Therapy Association. There's a website and there's also like, um, you can like search in your area for a practitioner. So they're listed on there. Yeah. Awesome. All right. I'm going to link all that info in the show notes and then your website and how to find you, how to book sessions with you. Um, I highly recommend Jill. She's such a gift. She's such a bright light, like the sun. Um, and to me, the sessions that I've had from you just felt really nourishing. Um, we just did that session right before this podcast. So I'm feeling a little a little more relaxed, a little more <laughs> spaced out than normal. But I can already feel just like release happening in my jaw. I've just been moving my jaw around so much in my head. So thank you so much for creating sure. some space for me there. Um, thank you, Holly. I really appreciate this opportunity. And um, I look forward to connecting with all of you. All right. Stay tuned for the, what is it going to be? The new moon forecast coming up in a moment. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the second portion of the show. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Jill, and I'm going to give you some tarot guidance for the upcoming new moon in Cancer. So yes, this is a double new moon. What that means is that basically instead of moving into Leo season and having a, a new moon in Leo, we're having a second new moon in Cancer. So if you're new to the podcast, I deliver this guidance and create an episode for every new moon and every full moon. Generally, 
there is a new moon and a full moon in every cycle, every month, every um, season. And by season, I mean astrological season. Um, the 20 to 30 days that the sun is in each sign is uh, about four weeks long and it is one moon cycle. And so a new, a new moon is when the moon is completely dark. It's black. We can't see it at all. And then the waxing moon phase is the two-week period when the moon grows and gets bigger and bigger and bigger until it reaches the apex or the climax, right? And that's the full moon. And then the moon again wanes back down to new. And so generally we have a new moon within a few days or a week of the sun shifting signs. And now the sun moves much more slowly in shifting from sign to sign. So the moon shifts signs every two days or so. And so the moon will move through the astrological wheel um, through all 12 signs in each cycle where the sun will stay just in one sign for that entire time. And that's what we call the quote unquote season. So Aries season, right? Is the Aries is the start of the astrological calendar. Aries season begins in March and it's usually around the 20th or the 21st. The sun moves into Aries and then it stays, right? Until um, the following month, right? So usually that'll be around April, the end of April. And then it'll shift into Taurus and then so on and so forth. So Generally what happens is the sun shifts signs and then again within like a few days or a week then the moon will line up with the sun in that sign. And when the moon and the sun line up together in that sign, that's when we have the new moon. And then in two weeks, we have a full moon in the opposite sign of that sign. So when the sun would be in Aries, we would always have a full moon after that in Libra, right? Because Aries and Libra are opposites from each other on the astrological wheel. Okay. So what's different is that we are having a new moon in Cancer again. So we had a new moon in Cancer last month. So if you go back and maybe you want to listen to episode 30, that was also a new moon in Cancer. And during that time, if you did listen and you did a little new moon ritual, um, you might have set intentions around that new moon. And generally that's what I like to do on new moons. The energy is very dark. It is a time for planting seeds. Um, even physically farmers would generally plant seeds around this time when the gravitational pull is low and the water is deep in the soil. And so we plant these metaphorical seeds or intentions of what we really want to work on for this cycle. And so we can often see or relate themes of the sign that the moon is in, in the new moon. And so cancer is a sign that's very much about 
home and family, our emotional world. It is it correlates to the fourth house. And so if you want to look deeply into where these areas are in your chart, you can look at where the sign of cancer is, what house is it in, what planets are there, where your fourth house is, what sign is it in, what planets are there. And you can kind of look at the themes that are going to be affected um, during that new moon time. And so rather than moving into a new moon in Leo, we're not going to have that until next month. And so this really feels to me like a continuation of the lessons, of the themes, of the intentions that we set next month. And to me, it kind of feels like we're being gifted this extra time to work on these things. And that time is kind of being expanded for us in a way um, to continue this work and um yeah it just it feels really special because it is it's it's a rare thing that this happens and so I'm really excited to kind of uh read the cards for you and hopefully they are resonant to you in some way as I offer this tarot reading for the collective um so these could be overarching themes that you see resonate with you during this period. Now, I have a few announcements before we jump right into the cards. If you would like to join me in ceremony and hear a little bit more detail around the astrology of this time, the themes of this time, and then receive a little bit of Reiki healing, tarot guidance. Um, we also do meditation, breath work, sound healing kind of depends on the the mood, but um, I'm offering a virtual new moon ceremony on Sunday at 5 p.m. So that'll be the 19th. And um, yeah, you can join from anywhere via Zoom. It will be recorded if you can't make it at that exact time. I'm in central time, but I'd love to have you. It's a really beautiful time to just sit together witness each other, hold space for each other, and also take time for self-care um, and really tuning into where you are and how you feel and sit with yourself and your breath and whatever is present for you in this moment and really becoming our own healers, but also supporting each other in a collective and then I'm also holding my first ever virtual Reiki level one training. So I'm really excited about this. It's going to be the same as any other Reiki training that I've done in person, but it's going to be via Zoom. And distance Reiki is super powerful. You can do it and feel it and exchange it from anywhere in the world. There's no time or space constrictions when it comes to energy work. And so this is going to be a full training, about five hours long, where you will learn how to give and become a Reiki practitioner, whether it's just to offer to yourself, or I will also teach you how to offer it to others, and you will receive two attunements into the Reiki energy. The first one will be um, 
the Reiki Sekim energy that I received from my teacher, from my lineage. And then the second is a violet flame attunement. Um, so I'm really excited about this. This is going to be mid-August, so August 16th. And if you want to join me, please email me. Um, all the info is up on my website, but it's holly at hollydramey.com if you would like to reserve a space for that. And um, I'm also opening one more spot for my three-month mentorship. And the Reiki Level 1 comes as part of that. So if you're thinking about doing the Reiki Level 1, but you also want to dive a little bit deeper and maybe learn about yoga or tarot or moon cycles, astrology, um, any of the other things. It is a program that is specifically designed for you. We meet one-on-one -on -one every single week for 90 minutes. And um, yeah, it's a really deep dive into all things magical and mystical and really just learning and opening up a space for your own healing and growth, uh, which always happens when we tune into our own power and uh, really do work that brings us closer to our intuition. So um, yeah, thank you guys for listening. All the information for those resources I'll put in the show notes as well as you can just find them on my website, hollydramey.com. And you can look on my blog there. I have tons of resources for each season. I have medicine and ritual for um, Leo season, which we are going to shift into in just a few days, um, as well as just some other resources. I pull a daily card every day on my Instagram um, if you want to follow along there. And yeah, let's dive right into the reading for this double new moon in Cancer. Okay, you guys, so I pulled a three card spread. I pulled two cards for each position and I'm working today with the Wild Unknown deck by Kim Kranz as well as postcards from the Liminal Space Oracle deck by Bakara Whitner and Christian Berry. So the first position is just a general message for us all, a general theme for this new moon in Cancer. And I got the sun or the knight of pentacles with the oracle deck, an equal but opposite reaction. And this really feels good to me. This feels like a, a return on investment in a way because the sun of pentacles or the knight of pentacles is a very dedicated, detail-orientated um earth energy. So he definitely reminds me of this um, kind of Virgo, Taurus, Capricorn, earth sign energy that um, has his head down. He's very determined and he is slow and steady. He is in a marathon, not a sprint. And he is willing to sacrifice whatever he needs to in order to meet his goal. He is also focused on the long game. So he's not looking for, you know, a quick fix. He's not looking for immediate results. He's in this for the long game. And I say he because the night is a masculine energy. And so it is about action. 
it's not about gender. It's just an energy. Um, masculine energy is about movements and action. And so he is taking action, but it is slow and focused action. And with an equal and opposite reaction, what this tells me is that the work we've been doing, we will start to see the fruits of our labor, right? And so if you have been doing your work, whether it's your good work or your bad work, um, you will start to see an equal and opposite reaction to that in this in this season, in these next two weeks. Um, and so, yeah, I really, really love this. This feels like I said, a return on your investment. So whatever you have been investing your time, your energy, your attention to, you will start to see the return from that. You will start to see the fruits of your labor. You will start to maybe have a little bit of harvest, a little bit of abundance from the seeds that you planted a month ago during the last new moon in Cancer. Um, so I really love this card. What we are releasing, I pull judgment with the liminal space card, be careful signing contracts. So this is a really interesting combination. And judgment is a theme that I've been seeing over the last month as um a real heart chakra healing energy. And if cancer does anything, it brings us into our feels. It brings us into our emotions. No doubt. It's, I will be shook if you made it through cancer season without having some intense feels in one way or the other. And you know what the card judgment really looks like in this, in this deck is this bird and it's rising up with its wingspan is huge. It's kind of rising up out of darkness and into the light. And so judgment really is this energy of rebirth. It really is this energy of forgiveness, of healing, of releasing low level energies of judgment, um, of pettiness and coming into a space that is heartfelt and heart-centered and deeply caring and deeply nourishing. And so rather than looking at someone who maybe has like an opposing view of you and, and judging them for it, you can, you can walk in another person's shoes. You can put yourselves in their position and say, if I had to see the world from this person's eyes and experience what they have experienced and been, you know, kind of, I don't know, cultured and, and shaped by that experience, then I can understand how they would think the way they think, how they would feel the way that they feel. And what is that? That is empathy. That is compassion. And even when we can't find that, even when it's so difficult to see outside of our own perspective or to understand another person's situation because it's so very different than ours, we can at least forgive it. We can at least have the knowledge and the understanding within ourselves to, to know that not everyone can can relate to you and that you can't always relate to them. And, and I feel like we really cult, like cultivate this within ourselves. And when we can stop being so critical and judgmental of ourselves, then we also create that space to extend that to others. And, you know, there's a little bit of that energy in an equal and opposite reaction. They say something like you can't heal 
someone else without healing that part of you. Just like you can't curse someone else without cursing yourself, right? And so like we are being asked to step into this energy, but this is what we're releasing. We're releasing judgments or maybe we have forgiven and we can finally move on. And the thing is with be careful, with be careful finding, or I'm sorry, be careful signing contracts. It's like, maybe we are releasing some of the contracts that we had made in a past life or earlier in life. And this makes me think also of our relationships, right? Because judgment and the heart chakra is relational. It is about the give and the receive, the exchange of love, of energy. And so whatever contracts you have made that are outdated can now be released and rewritten or maybe closed out completely. And remembering to be sure that when you rewrite them or when you enter into anything new, that you make sure that it is for your highest and best good. But this really feels like a time to do any kind of cord cutting rituals. Release it. Release what you are done with, whether that is an actual physical relationship with someone or just the laws or the contracts or the rules that have um, really influenced your behavior within relationships. This is a time to cut those cords, to release those contracts, and to write something new for yourself. And if you want to do some type of ritual around this, I highly suggest a cord cutting ceremony or actually sitting down and writing out some existing contracts that you have with loved ones and, you know, either writing null and void and ripping it up and burning it or rewriting it into something new. Okay, you guys. And now the last card that I pulled is the three of wands, which I often refer to as the wish card with the liminal space card. You wished for this. And so this just feels really beautiful. Um, the image in the three of wands is of three, um, wands or, you know, sticks, they look like, um, kind of tied together to create a triangle shape. And within that triangle is this beautiful watercolor. And so the three of wands is about, um, the safe space that you've created for yourself, but also being on the precipice of expansion. And so it's really referred to as the wish card because this fire energy of the wands is bringing us the action and the mental clarity to really vision and expand and grow into and manifest whatever our intentions are. And so, um, as we're rewriting new contracts, really, um, doing some blue sky thinking, doing some um, planning, visioning, vision boarding, however you want to do it, however you want to create it, um, let it come to you organically, whether that's through um, kind of picture or um, imagination or maybe through journaling and writing it out. Um, this is a time for that. And, you know, the card you wished for this is, is just that, you know, it's like, do, how, do you remember, um, 
do you remember setting these plans? Like you are not actually a victim of your circumstances, but you're the architect of them. Like, do you remember laying down these plans that they say something like this in the guidebook of like everything around you right now you have wished for. And so if you want to expand out of this, then you must lay down future plans and wish for something bigger. And, um, yeah, I just really love this energy of like, what is it that you're wishing for? What is your future plan? If you can't imagine it, if you can't feel into the energy of it, then how can you create it, right? And it gives us our power back. We don't have to be the victim of our circumstances. We can be the architect of our circumstances. And so what daily actions can you take every day, small steps to get to, to, get to that, right? But first, before you even take that action, what is it? Where is it? What is it? Where is it? Who is it? What are you creating? What are you envisioning? Um, it's possible now. There's a lot of possibility and openness and abundance here. Okay, you guys. So really beautiful, um, really beautiful reading. It, it's showing us um, that we've done a lot of hard work and that we will get the 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 return on that. And that, um, it really is a time for releasing a lot right now. We're ready to shed and move on and expand and grow. Okay. You guys, I hope that this resonates for you. I hope that as these weeks unfold, you really feel into this energy. I would love to hear from you. If you have any questions, DM me on Instagram or shoot me an email. And um, if you like this podcast, please share it. Um, help support via Anchor. Um, and I look forward to seeing you next time for what will be the full moon forecast. So I will talk to you soon. Bye.